everybody. Welcome back to Jocks of All Trades. I'm your host, Kyle. We don't have Brad or Luke this week, so it's just me bringing you all the hot and spicy news and sports. This uh, podcast will be a little bit shortened today just because we have the, well, the biggest game of this early year, and that is Alabama and Georgia in the national championship. Brad obviously being an Alabama fan, one of their biggest fans, and Luke being an Alabama hater, probably cheering for Georgia. So that'll be fun to talk with them about this after the game. Um, but we'll jump right into it. We'll start with the buzz, all the, all the spicy stuff that's going to happen, that has happened in sports. Um, so let's start out with the Colts. Is Wentz holding the Colts back? Um, that is my first question of the day to all of you and to myself, which I will answer. The Colts lost to the Jaguars uh, this week. Literally all they had to do to get in the playoffs was to beat the lowly Jaguars. That's it. That's all they had to do. Uh, and they couldn't do it. The Jaguars without their head coach, the Jaguars without really uh, any kind of talent besides maybe Trevor Lawrence and Josh Allen and Miles Jack. Um, the Jaguars, who only have three wins on the year, who will hold the number one overall pick. And the Colts, you lose to them. You actually don't even lose to them. You get blown out by them. Uh, as Wentz holding the Colts back, I would say, yeah, I would say a little bit. Listen, I'm an Eagles fan, and, and I was a Carson Wentz fan. Still kind of am. He's a great guy. I think he's an okay quarterback. Um, but okay doesn't really get you in unless you're Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr is okay, and the Raiders snuck in barely in that game last night. Uh, Carson Wentz is holding this team back. Listen, you have one of the best running backs, if not the best running back in the NFL, JT Jonathan Taylor, who I think should be up for Offensive Player of the Year, maybe even MVP, you know, before they lost the Jaguars. He does nothing that entire game. The Jaguars absolutely shut him down. Is up for Carson Wentz to make big plays. He could not do that on a regular basis. He holds the ball too long. He tries to play hero ball still. He's not as mobile as he once was, and the accuracy just isn't there consistently. However, I still think he can be a good quarterback. But this year, this game specifically, he didn't hold them back. Uh, Frank Reich came out and talked about Carson Wentz. Well, he didn't, he didn't come out and talk about him. Obviously, reporters kind of gauge where they're at with Carson Wentz. And is he the starter next year? And Frank Reich's like, listen, I don't know. I got to evaluate him. Um, so that's not uh, it's not very good if you're Carson Wentz. It's kind of concerning. It's not much confidence in your starting quarterback. The quarterback that you traded a third and a first-round pick for this year. Remember, the Eagles have the first-round pick from the Colts this year. Uh, is Wentz holding the team back a little bit? I would say yes to a little bit. Listen, the Colts' offensive line has been a little bit injured this year. I would say their skill positions minus JT. Not, not great. T.Y. Hilton's old. He doesn't make plays every game. Michael Pittman, I think, is up and coming, but I feel like he's the only guy. Because you got Mo Alleycox, who's – a good blocker at best. I think Jack Doyle's still there. Like what do you, what even is Jack Doyle if he's anything right now? With the Colts O line being injured. And their defense, honestly, not uh, I think they're missing Jonathan Gannon because their defense is not what it was last year. Um, I think they're close to being a playoff team for sure. I think maybe you got to get healthy on the O line, get another receiver, and then after that receiver, 
you just you know hammer it in for for defense. Um, if it's like if it's like this next year where they're struggling to put up points even with Jonathan Taylor going off, then I would say Wentz is a problem. I mean, look, they made the playoffs with Philip Rivers, right? I think, um, or if they didn't, they were pretty close. So Carson Wentz is a problem. I wouldn't say he's the sole problem, um, but he is a problem, and he needs to get better fast. Otherwise, he won't have a job with the Colts. I think they'll get tired of him and probably trade him away. So you have a good spot where you are right now, Wentz, for sure, and you know that. And You're not even listening, so why am I talking to you? But you have a very good spot right now. So – don't screw it up. Just don't screw it up, and maybe we'll be okay. Um, Colts are weenies. Um, a little bit. This year they were. Uh, what's up, KTC Bull? Nice to see you, man. I know you're usually on for a fantasy. It's not really fantasy, but it's jock talk, so we can talk about anything you want. Uh, I'll throw this up again. Yeah, uh, this year they were weenies. Not JT, but the rest of them, yeah, for sure they were weenies. No doubt about it. Let's move on to another topic here. Christian McCaffrey, the oft-injured Christian McCaffrey, Brad's number one pick, I believe. Uh, Brad hates this man, and I, I, I would agree with him. Fantasy-wise, he's been pretty horrible. He can't stay healthy. Panthers might look to trade him. He might want to. He went, might want to be out. Panthers are kind of a wreck right now. On top of that. Here's five teams I should trade for Christian McCaffrey. We got number one, the Broncos. Number two, the Raiders. Number three, the Bills. Number four, the Dolphins. Number five, the Washington football team. Maybe the Admirals, if they eventually come up with a name. Let's talk about this one by one. McCaffrey is a good running back when he's healthy, but he's never healthy, like I said. Can he impact another team? For sure. The Broncos, I like the Broncos' um, fit. I think McCaffrey, his brother, his dad. One of the McCaffreys played for the Broncos, I'm pretty sure. So... That would work out well. Um, but I do like what they have in Javante Williams. I think Melvin Gordon there, too. I'm not a big fan of Melvin Gordon. They can get rid of him. Um, I'd be fine with that. I think he'd fit well there for sure. Um, but their problem isn't you know not having Christian McCaffrey. Their problem is not having a competent quarterback. Move on to number two, the Raiders. I love this fit. I really do. Josh Jacobs has an injured a, a little bit more than he needs to. Um, and I like Josh Jacobs a lot. He's still young. He's still on his rookie contract. He has a lot of ability. He's very good out of the backfield as well. Um, if they could swing a Josh Jacobs in a pick for a Christian McCaffrey trade, I might do it. Um, their receivers uh, need a little bit better on re- receiving them for the Raiders to be a better team. I like Hunter Renfro. Um, he had very similar stats to Keenan Allen this year, surprisingly. Brian Edwards is making some plays here and there. Waller is obviously good. We know that. Um, I think McCaffrey would give them an added dimension that would definitely help them and give them a matchup nightmare, assuming he can stay healthy. Probably my favorite on this list is the Bills. I'm not going to talk about the Dolphins or the football team because they both suck. The Bills, I love what McCaffrey could do for the Bills. They need, like, they are on the precipice of a Super Bowl. Um, they have a very good defense. They have an elite quarterback who they're not paying an arm and a leg for. Um, they're paying them a good amount of money, but McCaffrey would give this team a great threat out of the backfield. They do not currently have their offensive line. They need to improve that. We all know that. I think Bills fans know that. Stephon Diggs is a nearly if elite receiver. 
very close. Eman Sands not bad in there. Um, obviously, they could use another receiver too while we're at it. But McCaffrey could give them that receiver role and also just a better running back because he can make more than what the play is designed for. He can do more with a less talented offensive line. We've seen that for years and years and years. And the Bills' line isn't great. Uh, Josh Allen combined with McCaffrey on read options, on speed options, on just really doing anything you can with Christian McCaffrey, getting him in space. I think they have enough talent at the um, quarterback position. I think they have enough talent at the offensive coordinator with Brian Dable if he sticks around, assuming he does, and they could really use him in a variety of ways. I would pick the Bills. Bills, after you lose in the playoffs, because you probably will. Sorry, Bills fans. I hope you don't. You probably will. Make that call. Um, I wouldn't offer a lot because, again, oft injured, a little bit older. You're not going to get a first-round pick, probably, Panthers. You'll probably get, like, a second and a fourth. Bills, if you really want to go all in, like the Rams, we'll see how the Rams do, this would be the move to make. I like the Bills. I like this fit. Let's do it. Moving on, J.J. Watt is returning from IR. Is that a good thing? Well, heck, yeah, it's a good thing for the Cardinals uh, with Chandler Jones on the other side. I'm not choking up. Sorry, this is what happens when I talk a lot. I start to choke up and cry. Um, really, really good tandem for the Cardinals this year. However, they're one and four in the last like five games. That's not great. I'm hoping JJ Watt, when he returns, can impact this team in the way that they need. I don't know if defense is necessarily the problem right now. I would say their offense is a little bit. It's kind of sputtering a little bit. Uh, so good for him to return, no doubt. Does this improve the Cardinals' chances? Well, we'd have to look at who they are playing, and we can look at that with our next segment on our playoff segment. Let's look at the playoffs, the NFL playoffs. They're in full swing this Saturday, okay? Full swing this Saturday. Uh, We're ready to go. We're ready, Freddie. Let's do it. We have on Saturday, Wild Card Weekend, January 15th, Mark your calendars, 4.30 p.m. That is the number five seed Raiders versus the number four seed Bengals. Uh, a good matchup. I'm hoping the Bengals can come out and win just because I haven't seen the Bengals win in like forever. Or really, no one has. They haven't been good since Carson Palmer. And that was like 40 years ago. So Joe Burrow and this uh, high-flying Bengals offense, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, Joe Burrow doing work. Um, this is a rematch of week 11, the Bengals did beat them 32 to 13. This is the first time these two teams have met since 1991 when the Raiders started Cincinnati's 31 year playoff losing streak. This is the time Bengals to beat them. I really do think they can. If we look at the Raiders and chargers last night, um, well, the chargers O-line really didn't do Herbert many favors. Um, But those receivers, man, I mean, Mike Williams could not get open. He made some tough catches. But he could not get open. Keenan Allen even dropped a lot of passes. Josh Palmer's okay, but like they were dropping passes left and right. Didn't do uh, Herbert any favors at all. And I think the Bengals' pass rush might be a little bit better than the Chargers, which is saying something. Um, I think this high flying offense with Joe Mixon, um, Higgins, Boyd, and Jamar Chase can really like they can slash the Raiders. I don't think the Chargers have the ability to slash the Raiders. They can kind of ground it. They can kind of, you know, go a little bit, five yards, ten yards, seven yards at a time. 
Um, but that doesn't always do it. I, I really think the Bengals can come out and beat them good. Uh, Patriots, number six at number three. Bills, 8-15 Saturday night. Third game this year. They are division rivals, and they have split games this year. Very good game. Patriots, we know, tough defense. Bills, we know, tough defense. Josh Allen, rookie Mac Jones versus Josh Allen, who doesn't have a ton of playoff experience, but more than Mac Jones does. Um, I think this will be a very, very good game. I think it's going to be close. I would pick the Bills. I think the Bills are more talented, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Patriots pulled it out. That's what Bill Belichick does. It's what he always does. He finds a way to win. He finds a way to make the strong team the weak team. Don't know how he does it. Does he cheat? Maybe. Wouldn't be surprised, but um, there we go. The Patriots and the Bills. I look forward to that game. That should be a lot of fun. Saturday night, 8-15 on CBS. Saturday, sorry, Sunday, Eagles play the Buccaneers at 1 p.m. It's the 7 seed versus the 2 seed. The Eagles and the Bucks played each other 28-22 to back in week six. The Buccaneers beat them. Um, but the Eagles have been hot. Now, we know the Buccaneers with the drama with AB. Well, that's a lot of drama. Um, Chris Godwin being hurt. Fournette being hurt. Ronald Jones being hurt. Their offensive line being banged up. Um, their defense being banged up. They have a lot of people injured, a lot of people being banged up. And the Eagles are getting healthy at the right time. Um, and they haven't been healthy in, like, forever. So that's good. But it's the Buccaneers, and it's Tom Brady. I mean, are we expecting Jalen Hurts to walk in to the Buccaneers and just beat them? First year in the playoffs? Second year guy? First playoff experience? Who really relies more on his legs than he does his arm? Like, it could work. They could get close. He can make plays. But I just don't – I don't see enough – uh, elite talent on the other side of the ball for me to pick the Eagles. I think they're a well-coached team. I think they are developing. But it's not enough elite talent. I, I, you know, I Devonta Smith is very, very good. But it's his first year. Dallas Goddard, I wouldn't call him an elite tight end, but a very good tight end. Sanders is banged up. I would say their O-line is near elite for sure. But I still think to beat Tom Brady – you do need good coaching, you need good quarterback play, and you just need elite talent at those specific positions. Like, I feel like Tom Brady is still going to pick apart the middle of the field because the Eagles, middle of the field with their linebackers, not very good. Their safeties, also not the greatest. Pick apart that. And then opposite side of the ball, um, Buccaneers are very good at stopping the run. That's what the Eagles like to do. Um, so what does that mean? Well, you're going to need to pass the ball a little bit. Really, they only rely on Devonta Smith. They don't even rely on Dallas Goddard all the time. And you certainly can't rely on Jalen Rager or Quez. Well, Quez a little bit more than Rager, that's for sure. Um, but I think this can be a close game. Um, I think eventually it'll probably get like a 10-point game. The Buccaneers will come out on top. Uh, the, the 49ers at the Cowboys. Cowboys struggled against the run in their uh, meeting with Arizona more recently. 49ers like to run the ball. So this is a matchup of one of the most storied rivalries in all playoff history right here. Um, they have met seven times in the playoffs, which is crazy. Um, this is their first postseason meeting since 1994, which is also the last time the 49ers won the Super Bowl. So uh, the Cowboys have more talent. We've seen that game in, game out with them. A lot of talent at the receiver position, tight end, I would argue. Offensive line, not bad. 
Zeke and Tony Pollard. Micah Parsons on defense, my boy from Penn State, getting in at it. Um, Trayvon Diggs, pick city, getting like 11 picks this year. They have a lot of sexy studs on their team. They're not sexy in the terms of their looks, but just like making big plays left and right. They do. They are a big play machine. Um, the way for the 49ers to win is keep that machine off the field. Establish line of scrimmage. Establish the run. Don't turn the ball over and make the Cowboys beat you. Listen, the Cowboys, while they are a good team, they're I know they're a good team, but listen, they've always choked. They they are the chokers, so like make them choke. It could very well happen. Am I gonna say they're gonna choke? No, but like it could happen. Steelers at the Chiefs, the seven seed versus the two seed. The Bengals getting playoffs. Sorry, the Steelers getting the playoffs barely. Don't know how that happened. Almost a tie last night, and they almost didn't make it. That would have been hilarious. But they play the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs are very beatable this year. While they have a good record, the number two seed, whatever. Patrick Mahomes, yeah. Terry Kill, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid. Great. But they are beatable this year. However, uh, KC did blow them out 36-10 just two weeks ago. The Steelers' defense can be had. I mean, they played the Tyler Huntley-led Ravens last week, so it's not that impressive. Mahomes is not Tyler Huntley. Um, I think the Steelers definitely have a chance to win this game just because – T.J. Watt in our defense has the ability to make big plays. And Najee Harris is a very good running back, but I just don't see it happening. I think it'll be a much closer game than 36-10, but I still see the Chiefs pulling away with a victory on this one. Last game is Monday night, Cardinals at Rams. A matchup the third time they're playing this year. Um, they split their season series. Uh, tough game, tough game for the Cardinals. Again, like I said, they're sputtering a little bit. They're sputtering. They can't, they can't keep up. Um, they got a lot of injuries going on. The Rams, we just saw Cooper Cup and another really great game. Elite receiver, defensive studs, Von Miller, Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Matt Stafford going in the playoffs without the Lions this time, so he's happy. But, it, again, he hasn't won a playoff game yet. There's two hurdles here. Uh, the Cardinals with a young Kyler Murray getting some playoff experience, so some taste of the playoffs. And then Matt Stafford, who's never won a playoff game. So this will be a really interesting matchup to see because whoever wins this game, I think will have a lot of momentum going into their next game. Um, I'm going to go with Rams on this one by like a field goal. I think it'll be a really close game. It's a division matchup. Anything can really happen, but I think it'll be a really close game with the Cardinals and the Rams on Monday night, and then the Packers and the Titans having a bye, they won't play. Um, let's move on to uh, Calvin Ridley here. Kind of wants out. A lot of mental issues going on with, with Calvin Ridley right now. Um, prayers up to him. You, you don't like to see guys struggling with that, but uh, that is what's happening with him. And I don't want to make a joke out of it because it's certainly not a joke, but I feel like it would have something to do with the Atlanta Falcons kind of weighing on him, and I wouldn't be surprised if it was. I really do think he needs a safe space. I think he needs a new space. Um, so teams, I'd love the Eagles to get him, um, but I really do see him being traded this offseason. Like, he's a really good player. I, I don't want to see him be Julio'd. Like, Julio Jones, an elite talent, probably, probably will go down as a Hall of Famer, I would think. And even though they made the Super Bowl, he was kind of wasted on the Falcons for his duration of his career. I really don't want to see that to happen to uh, Calvin Ridley. So 
Uh, where could he go? I, I would say the Eagles is a destination for sure. I, I would very much like that. I would think the, the Raiders would be a destination getting them another receiver. I would say the um, Packers would be another another place to pair him with Devontae Adams. I think that would be a really good matchup. I, I think a very probably the best one would be the Ravens. Um, they need a they need a stud receiver desperately to help out Lamar. Lamar's been hurt for sure. We know that, but uh, they need a better receiver out there. I think Ridley would, would do it. Um, the the uh, package for him, I I wouldn't go a first. I don't think he's worth a first. I don't think that's the the going market for a guy like him. Um, I, I would say probably like a second and a fourth or a second and a fifth, um, or maybe just a second would do it. Um, I suspect if he is on the block, if they're taking calls, if they're opening the floodgates for the Calvin Ridley trade talks, I would suspect a lot of teams would be interested in him. Let's move on to the uh, the Panthers here. They fired Joe Brady, who was like uh, elite at LSU. Remember when he led that Joe Burrow offense and Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase and God knows who else, Thaddeus Moss and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and L- Lloyd Cushenberry III or whatever, um, gets hired to the Panthers and then just kind of craps out, I guess. I guess we're blaming I guess we're blaming Joe Brady. Are we blaming Joe? I don't know why we're blaming Joe Brady. Like – his best player, who was like the identity of the Panthers, cannot stay on the field. They've not addressed the offensive line. He's not the GM. Their tight ends are nothing to be desired. Their quarterback is a mess. You got Teddy Bridgewater and you got Sam Darnold, who both just aren't good. And you bring in Cam Newton, who that's not his type of quarterback. I don't know why he'd be the problem. I don't think he is the problem. I think the Panthers have a much bigger problem on their hand, and that is their GM slash who the bleep are they going to get at their quarterback? Because guaranteed next year, if they don't go out and trade for Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers or uh, I don't know who else, if they don't get one of those guys, listen, it's going to be another bad year because any of these guys that are coming out this year, I would say just as much success or worse. Success than Sam Darnold and Cam Newton. Uh, I don't think it's Joe Brady's fault. Who are they going to bring in? Well, there's a couple names you might know. Jay Gruden. Oh, that'll do it, Panthers, for sure. Jay Gruden. Bill O'Brien. Why don't you just stay in Alabama, Bill O'Brien, even though Brad doesn't really like you. Um, Bill O'Brien shouldn't be there. Actually, Bill O'Brien should never be a head coach again. Um, And here's why. I just don't think players like him. I mean, maybe, maybe he could be head coach with a really, really talented GM that communicates well with him. But never get him in a position where he's the GM because, God forbid, your team will be destroyed. Absolutely destroyed. I think Bill's smart. I think he is. I mean, he took over Penn State program, made him somewhat relevant. Bunch of the Texans made them somewhat relevant. Like, I think he can bring non-relevant teams to relevancy. So maybe if they get Bill O'Brien, it could work. Uh, I think it might be a better offense. Probably not really really due to him, just because I'm sure they'll surround that offense with more talent this offseason. So then they'll say, oh, it's Bill O'Brien, but it's really just they got more talent on their team. Um, and he might get a little bit more out of Sam Darnold than Joe Brady did, but you're getting like 1% more because I don't think Sam Darnold will ever be the guy. 
I, I don't see it happening. He won't be the guy. N- not a chance. Not a chance. He won't be the guy. Um, let's move on to – let's take out the trash. Um, move on to the NCAA a little bit, the NBA, and then we'll close up with the championship game preview. Get you guys on your way. Maybe get some food for you. Maybe get a soda, a pizza. Settle down in your bed like a fatso. It's what I'm going to do. Just enjoy college football at its finest. Do that. Before that, we'll talk about let's take out the trash. And the trash for today, uh, oh, it's Charlie Batch. Uh, Charlie Batch, as you might know, is a former Steeler, former Steeler quarterback. I feel like he was in the game uh, a lot, like for what, 16 years or something, using the NFL. I don't know. Um, but apparently Charlie Batch offered a million dollars to uh, Caleb Lamb to play in the MAC. Is that what I'm seeing? I don't know much about the situation, but we can talk about it together. Um, Game Above Capital, which I guess is, is Batch's an organization or something like that, who works for him, offered $1 million to play at Eastern Michigan. Listen, dude, you could offer him $10 million. He ain't going to Eastern Michigan. It's not happening. I mean, is that what we're getting to? We're, we're going to offer players a ludicrous amount of money in college to play on a horrible team? I mean, listen, I guess that's what the NFL does in free agency a little bit, like a stud receiver, you know, who just wants to get paid, goes to a team like the Texans, get paid, gets paid like, you know, four years, 80 mil. He's like, yeah, but then two years he's – pooping his brains out because he's so pissed that his team sucks. Beyond that, Caleb Williams still needs a lot of development. Um, he needs a good team. He needs a solid team to go to to progress, to get notoriety. Uh, you get a million dollars, that's great. You're rich. But you don't get notoriety. You don't get the, the, the coaching that you need. I would say for, for Caleb Williams – if we're going to follow the um, the girlfriend strategy here, which is something Brad uh, gave me, which is really hilarious, by the way, and it has to do with the transfer portal. It is the girlfriend transfer portal theory. Um, Adrian Martinez um, left Nebraska. Then he went to Kansas State because his girlfriend goes there. Oh, interesting. Keaton Slovis. Bye-bye USC. Goes to Pittsburgh where his girlfriend plays soccer. Caleb Williams. Um, Well, first of all, Levi Williams transferred to Utah State where you guessed it. His girlfriend studies there. Caleb Williams, girlfriend, where does she go? Well, she goes to North Carolina, the Tar Heels. Mac Brown, Mac Daddy Brown, former head coach of the Texas Longhorns. Could it happen? Very well could happen. That would be cool. They have a good recruiting class coming this year, and Mac Brown's a decent enough coach. They had Sam Howell there. Sam Howell's going to be probably a second-round draft pick, so I think it's going to be worse. But – for him, seriously, stay at a good school. I'm not saying Eastern Michigan is crap. I'm not. I'm not going to crap on anyone's program or, or, or school. I'm just saying in terms of progressing talent, I would say Oklahoma is a little bit better. 
I would say Notre Dame's a little bit better. I would say North Carolina's a little bit better. I'd go to any one of those. For me, I'd honestly stay at Oklahoma, but I'm not Caleb Williams. Maybe you can just go where the money is. Wouldn't be my first choice. But going where the money is couldn't work out. Very well could work out for the boy. We'll see what happens. He'll be an interesting cat to follow. Um, I don't I don't know how well he'll do without Lincoln Riley. Um, looked very talented last year. I think if he had Lincoln Riley, he'd be in the Heisman race next year. Um, let's move on here to the NBA a little bit, part of the buzz um, segment. Um, or we can call it the baller baller Billy off segment. NBA has been kind of boring, uh, which we've talked about in previous podcasts. But Clay Thompson, the return of Clay Thompson, makes it a little bit more interesting. He played for the first time in a while last night, puts up 17, shoots around like 40%, a little bit worse than that. Um, good to see, though, from Clay Thompson. Good to see from the Warriors. Uh, the Warriors are a good team, as we know. Um, Sixers are on a hot streak. The Bulls. Bulls are very, very good this year. Very good. Zach Levine and company, very good. Um, but it is good to see Clay Thompson return. I really hope he stays healthy. I think this Warriors team could be um, probably not as good, you know, when Kevin Durant was there, but close. And I think they could very well run the table, assuming he gets more healthy, he gets more time, he's more comfortable. Like when players come back from these type of injuries, they're a little bit scared. They're a little bit nervous. They're a little bit weary of how it's going to hold up. And why wouldn't you be? Your freaking ACL got torn or your leg got broken. You saw the bone come out of your leg. You know what I'm saying. So these guys, it's going to take a little bit of time for him to get back in the rhythm. But I think if he does, when he does, um, I think the Warriors will be all the better for it. I think they're a very talented team. And uh, I'd like to see where they're going to go this year. Last but not least, last but certainly not least, guys, it is the championship game, Bama and Georgia. Georgia and Bama played before. We know this. Bama won. Georgia put up, I think, what, 10 or 14 in the first quarter? And Bama just rolled them out the rest of the way. That was kind of crazy. <sighs> I guess the first thing to talk about this game is the injuries on, on Bama. Josh Job, he's out. Um, John Mechie, he's out. Some of their offensive linemen, they're out. Um, I believe one of their safeties, or, or sorry, another one of their corners is out. Um, it's going to hurt them a little bit. Georgia, I feel like for the most part, they're healthy. Um, boy, they they talented. I mean, so is Alabama. They're both extremely talented. This is the two premier programs. Like, if you're an NFL fan, if you're a college football fan, whatever, a draft fan, even if you hate both these teams, even if you want to see both these teams just kill each other, you don't give a crap, whatever. If you're a fan of college or the NFL draft, like this is the game where like you put, um, you get your notepad out, you get your magnifying glass out, you get your binoculars out, you take all the notes you can about these guys because there's so much talent on this field, so much talent on this field from Georgia and Alabama. And we're going to talk about them in a little bit. Um, but Georgia has a shot. They do. Um, it's hard to beat a, a team twice. It's even harder to beat them twice in like a month. Uh, that's what's happening. That's what's going to happen between Bama and Georgia. They're going to play each other tonight, a rematch. Um, Georgia has enough talent to be to be Bama. I think they even have more talent. I think, I think they're more talented. They are. 
but it's still Alabama. I still got Nick Saban. I think Nick Saban can most definitely outcoach Kirby Smart. I think that is where it's going to be won tonight. I, I think you're going to see some very interesting things from Alabama. Some, some obviously amazing plays from Bryce Young, no doubt. Some trickery happening. Um, things you've never seen before from the offense and defense. Like, he's smart. He knows what he's doing. He's won championships before. He's been there. Kirby Smart, I guess he's kind of been there, but he's never won. Georgia can't beat them. You could say, well, it's first time for everything, but I'm not going to go. I'm not going to just trust that. I got to go with Alabama. I mean, while I don't think they have enough talent or as much talent, I think they're still a better overall football team. What do you need to win? You need a really good coach. You need a really good quarterback. They have both. You got a Heisman. Listen, Stetson Bennett's not bad, but he's not a Heisman. He's not Bryce Young. Kirby Smart's good, but he's not Nick Saban. Um, Georgia's defense is probably better, but. You can make plays on good defenses. We've seen it time and time again. You can get lucky. You can get those trick plays that I'm talking about with Nick Saban and just hang one over the defense. And they're just like, oh, frick, like, how did that happen? You can be the best defense in the world and still get confused. You can have the most talent in the world and still get out-planned, out-gamed, whatever, out-game-planned and lose. I think that's what's going to happen. I think it's going to be a very, very close game, a very good game, talent, on both sides of the ball, both teams. But I think Georgia will lose. I think Alabama's going to come out on top just because of the play calling and the escapability and playmaking ability of Bryce Young. It's going to come down to Bryce Young and Nick Saban or Bill O'Brien and the trickery and the ingenuity and the game planning of the better coach. That's what Nick Saban is. He's a better coach. I think Alabama's going to come on top tonight. And I'm going to say... They're going to win 30 to 27. 30 27. Um, let's move on, though, from the preview and just go to the preview of the players in this game. I'll give you the top 10 guys to watch out for. This really kind of segments into our other show on Wednesday, and that is Sideline GMs, guys. Sideline GMs. Um, and what that is about is, well, we get the uh, offseason for all the NFL, the draft stuff, the free agency stuff. We talk about a lot of prospects on that show, uh, a lot of guys that NFL teams should watch out for. So this is a nice segment to go into Wednesday, Wednesday night's show, talk about the top 10 guys from Alabama and Georgia. Number 10 is Jaleel Billingsley, Titan from Alabama. Production isn't quite there yet, but he's pretty big, 6'4". 230, kind of kind of an H-back in a way. I think he, he can get a little bit bigger for sure, but I think he could be a matchup nightmare. That's number 10. And listen, there's more than 10. There's probably about 20 guys on this team that, that uh, could be in the NFL next year. Uh, Jamari Salyer, tackle from Georgia, big boy on the right side. Um, he held pretty pretty uh, he held up pretty well against Aiden Hutchinson and David Ojabo last week, but it's Alabama. It's Will Anderson Jr., was not coming out this this year, by the way. Tough matchup for him. George's defense is a lot. Trayvon Walker, a little bit of a tweener. He's 275. He plays inside, outside. Um, he's next to Jordan Davis sometimes, which is crazy. Um, he's very quick for linebacker slash defensive end. Um, he'll be a good edge in the NFL, I think. He might not be a first, second-round pick, but I think he'll provide tremendous value for whatever team takes him. Jordan Battle, the leader of the Alabama defense. I don't think you can go wrong with an Alabama secondary man. 
uh, usually turn out pretty pretty good. Uh, he's very versatile. He's intelligent. Um, he plays up at the line of scrimmage. Very good tackler, but he can also play a little bit of of um, you know free safety. He can get back there and get some picks as well. So the, the do it all kind of guy. Uh, Darion Kendrick, the corner from Georgia. Listen, Eric Stokes got drafted last year. Tyson Campbell, Eric Stokes is having a little bit better of a year than Tyson Campbell is, but. Kendrick at Georgia, I feel like they're doing well with his Georgia corners. Um, he started at Clemson, and then he transferred to Georgia. Uh, he's one of our top players. He's very technically sound. He's physical. Uh, he's very good man-to-man. Um, he didn't do well, though, against Alabama last time. So we'll see if he can rebound a little bit. Um, Christian Harris, a linebacker from Alabama. Uh, very underrated, I would say. Not talked about as much as... Uh, Bama linebackers usually are, I would say. Very athletic, very big. He's uh, your prototypical, I think, college linebacker. I don't know how well he'll do in the NFL. I mean, he's going to do well in the NFL. But in, in terms of, like, covering in space, I don't know how he's going to do there. But in terms of your prototypical, like, middle linebacker, college football, maybe plays the Sam at the next level, downhill, but still very athletic. Like, he's that kind of guy, and he's going to be tough to stop. Uh, Nakobe Dean, who's probably my favorite player on this list, just because I want the Eagles to get him. Very flashy, all over the field, good blitzer, sideline to sideline kind of linebacker. Uh, if you're looking for that prototypical NFL linebacker, I think it'd be him. Our last three, we have Jameson Williams. I don't really need to say much about him. Very savvy, very fast, big play threat. Going to be a first-round pick for sure. Jordan Davis, the biggest boy in college football, it seems like. Nose tackle. Uh, not many nose tackles in the league. I would say Vita Vea, maybe. I mean, Danny Shelton was for a little bit. Um, but if they're good, they will stick, and he will certainly stick. You can't really move him around. So if you have a team that really wants to stop the run, put him in the middle. Um, not many nose tackles like this. Not many nose tackles in general. So if you get one good, he might be a first-round pick, maybe. Last one, we have Evan Neal, one of the biggest men uh, on the offensive side of the ball. Like 6'7, 340, 350, something like that. Uh, Alabama's O line, beside, like, if you took him out, their line would probably be crap. He makes up for a lot. Um, I feel like he makes up most of the holes for Brian Robinson. Speaking of other guys, Brian Robinson's still out there. Um, we talk about him. Henry Toto, is he coming out? Maybe. DJ Dale, maybe. Fedarian Mathis, possibly. Josh Job, who's injured, he's there. Georgia. Uh, Nolan Smith is an incredible linebacker. Louis Cine at safety. Uh, we got Zamir uh, White. We got James Cook out there as well. George Pickens, will he come out? I don't know. Uh, a lot of guys that you're going to see this game who you're just going to be impressed by that could be on your NFL team next year. And I wouldn't be surprised if they'll be on your NFL team next year because there's 20 of them, probably 19 or 20. If they all come out this year, they will probably be in the NFL next year. So. That's kind of your preview for, for this game. I uh, hope you stuck around and watched this preview. Um, I don't know if it deterred you in any way of who you're going to pick, but um, this is going to be a really good game. Really fun game to watch um, between two talented teams, two teams at their best. Uh, it's going to be a crazy game that I'm now going to lay on my bed, eat some food, drink some water, and, and get ready for this amazing game. Probably get out my notebook um, and take notes of these guys that I, that, that I want to be 
on my team next year for the Eagles. So um, I hope you hope you guys enjoyed. Hope you stuck around. Get ready for our sideline GMs Wednesday. I'm really excited about it. Um, kind of new show here. Uh, draft season is really soon upon us, and that's my favorite season. So hope you, you come back Wednesday night and watch us and stick around. And Have a good night, guys. Uh, we appreciate you, and we'll talk to you later. Bye.